The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. part where I'm supposed to say uh, we have a great show for you tonight. I can't say that. I love it's a great show. You know. Secondly, why raise expectations? What I should be saying is eh, the show's so-so. And if it's good, you can be surprised. Smell will take me. 
me back to when I was young. How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Maybe to my brother, 'cause we have the same nose, same clothes, homegrown as stones thrown from a creek we used to roam. But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered. Out of student loans and treehouse homes, we all would take the ladder. And welcome to another episode of the Walking Dead podcast. I'm Scott, back from a little hiatus. And here with me, as always, is Mr. Gary, who has been manning the gates on his own the last two weeks. I mean, if, if you can call what I've been doing manning the gates, I mean, sure. Okay. I think I dropped the ball a little bit. Moving along. I'm, not, I'm, staying, out of, I'm staying out of your, I'm staying out of your argument with yourself. Get yeah, don't get don't get between me and me, all right? Yeah. Well, this is episode 196 of the podcast. Four episodes short of 200, which is significant of some shit, but I'm not sure what. It's but first, something. Yeah, 200. <laughs> one after 199, and one before 201. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, you can count. I tried for the 100th episode to do something special, but absolutely no one cared. No. So, yeah. That ended up just being a Josh coming on for the season finale that year. Yeah. Yeah. Season five, I think he came on for. Wow. Anyway, yeah, two years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. So, anyway, as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, which you can find at Facebook. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line at 561-501-1483 and let us know what's on your Walking Dead mind. Again, that's 561-501-1483. Well, as I mentioned, I was gone for a couple weeks, but I'm back in time for this wonderful season finale. And I don't care what you say, Gary. I don't care what anybody else says. I think you did a, a fine job. Well, thank you. Uh, did you appreciate, by the way, that I literally found and ripped a high-quality sound f- file of your full of shit, Scott? Uh, yes, indeed, I did. <laughs> I try to do something funny when there's no one there to be like, and with me is, you know, so I'm just like, I thought it was funny. I'm always happy to be insulted by Michael Douglas. I mean, hey, he was my co-host, so... You know, don't knock him you too could hard. Have done, you could have done worse. Like, I could yeah, have been there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I could have you. <laughs> yeah, I could have been there. Yeah. So, anyway. You know, like this week, we're really struggling. But Yeah, and we're scraping the rock bottom of the garbage truck here. <laughs> and uh, anyway, now on to the main event. Our recap of Season 7, Episode 16, the season finale, the first day of the rest of your life. cover today yes but i wanted to start with our weekly walking dead no man's land update mm. yes and i wanted to give a shout out to severely stoked who's a player that joined our guild a couple weeks ago our guild death squad z a couple weeks ago to play with gary and i in the game they kick butt and yeah this player is just awesome really 
this person is um, uh, level 59, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's a level that just opened up because they just upgraded. They just allow you to upgrade now the, the little camper council thing. So yeah. then you can upgrade your workshop and your your training center. So I'm almost there. I got one more building to update and then I'll get have 59. Then I can update the council. But Severely Stokes already at 59 and just during the weekly challenges just kicks ass. It's great. I didn't have anything that nice in the last guild I was in which was just called Alpha. Yeah. I was really the only one that did them. One other guy did like a, a little bit but that's it. Well, I'm assuming it's a guy. Hey, uh, the by the way, if any of you want to join us, especially during the off-season mm-hmm. while there's no Walking Dead to watch, Walking Dead No Man's Land can kind of scratch that itch for you. Yeah, with the crossbow bolt. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know how long, but you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to play the old episode missions, so you can play through the whole season. Yeah, they kind gonna, of. They did that. They did that in the mid-season hiatus too. They went back and allowed you to play the the weekly themed episodes again. Mm-hmm. All the way through, which are great because you get all kinds of extra stuff. But yeah, join us and and do the challenges with us, and we get all kinds of extra stuff because we can rack up the points. It's a lot better when you have people who actually do it with you, for sure. So we've I think we've probably got more points now than my old guild had through the entire like year and a half I was there. Wow, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean I was the only one really doing anything. With yeah, it, so. I mean it's it's that's about the that's the limit of the community stuff, but. Um, I like it. You know, you're not doing them at the same time. You do them on your own, but it really does help everybody because they have, you get individual awards and then guild awards. It's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Come on over and join us. That's Death Squad Z. The invite is open, so you can just join. Mm -hmm. And you'll see myself, Parthiax, and then uh, what's your handle? Uh, Gallegra, I think. Gallegra, okay. And then Severely Stoked is our other player, who's awesome. So, yeah. severely stoked, wherever you are, we're glad to have you aboard. And Khaleesi, but we don't talk about that one. That's a game of war, buddy. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she just, uh, she she started playing a little bit, but she's really focused on game of war. So, and Must be. it shows because she's like at power level, um, like 20 trillion now. Wow. I'm just 200 billion. You know, I'm like small time. <laughs> but I've been playing that game for damn near two years. And billions is small time? Well, you know, when I first started, a really good character was maybe 100 million, 200 million. And if you fi- I rarely found someone who was a billion. Those were like the really powerful players when I started. Yeah. Now you've got players that are 50 trillion, 100 trillion. And now two hundred billion is not that great. So I'm hmm. like, I'm not even worried about it anymore. You know, I just mainly focus on Walking Dead Nomads Land. I find yeah. that much more fun and more fulfilling than the endless money pit <laughs> that yeah. Game of War has the potential to be. I like it a lot, honestly. Oh yeah, it's really fun, and you don't have to put a lot of money into it to. Do a lot. You really don't have to put any money into into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true for a lot of freemium games that you really technically don't have to put money in, but it helps. No, I mean, with Walking Dead, it's kind of like SimCity Build It if you're willing to to wait. If you want to wait out the times, you don't really need to spend any money at all. Um, With with SimCity Build It, 
the times remain the same. So, I mean, I rarely ever do anything there, and I don't mind waiting. I just go do something else. Yeah. But Walking Dead No Man's Land is awesome. So I agree. And it's a lot cheaper than the yeah. War. Yeah. And the, in, the return on your satisfaction investment is much higher <laughs> than that other game. <clears throat> Electronic. Drug pushers, I say. Electronic drug pushers. Yes. Well, they huh? had a cartoon that kind of made fun of Machine Zone. That's the company that does Game of War. Where uh-huh. There's a board meeting at Machine Zone headquarters, and they're, they're like, we need some ideas to, to like boost interest. And one guy said, we'll come up with a new uh, armor core. We'll come up with new weapons. Uh, we'll come up with new research stuff. And then the other guy says, or we could let them catch up. And then they, he's sitting, he looks up, and everybody's, like, staring at him, and then the next scene is the guy gets thrown out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, true. So, anyway, come on, join us, Death Squad Z. You'll have a blast. We will. All right, since I wasn't here for the last two weeks due to a project I'm involved in for the college I work for, where I teach history, I wanted to give a few thoughts on the last two episodes I missed. Yes. As I have been saying for many episodes, I think the adaptation is really good in most cases. This season it's dragged in a few places. I'm not going to mention anything about a deer. (laughs) Although I had no problem with the CGI deer. What about the tiger? The tiger CGI, nobody complains about that. Honestly, I think it looked great in this episode too, but we'll talk about that more. I mean, it was very clear when they first... introduced Shiva that it was okay that's not really a real target yeah and they even tried to they made it like kind of a dark room so it wouldn't be as yeah. you know obvious but yeah it didn't like, it didn't look to, as good as it did this week compared to Harryhausen special effects CGI is like on the next level yeah well I mean yeah. that's because I guess they saved all their budget for the finale instead of episode 2 or yeah. 3 or whatever that was which did makes you, sense I guess but you know did you watch Prelude to Axanar Talk about some awesome CGI. I have not yet, but I... It's 20 minutes out of your life you'll be happy you spent. Well, hey, I'm off the next two days. I will definitely watch it. Watch it. It's on YouTube. Awesome. I've been meaning to, too. You sent me the link, and I've been meaning to even before you mentioned it. It's a shame they won't ever be able to make the movie, but the the trailer's just phenomenal. They have Richard Hatch in in a role in in the trailer. Of course, he recently passed away, as you might remember. Yeah. Richard Hatch from the original Battlestar Galactica. But he was—he he has a role in the trailer. It's, it's really phenomenal. It has um, two actors that were in Star Trek, Tony Todd and J.G. Hertzler. Oh, okay. They played numerous characters on Star Trek, primarily Tony Todd. J.G. Um, Hertzler mainly played General Martok. But, and then Kate Vernon, who wasn't... I don't think she's been in Star Trek, but she was in Battlestar Galactica, the new one. Mm-hmm. And a number of other things. It was really pretty good. So watch it. It's twenty minutes. YouTube. Don't yes. Watch anything but some well enjoyed time. Well, I can spare that. I mean, the CBS Paramount sued them for copyright infringement. Oh, really? After they never sued any fan film production before, because this one was like theater quality. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so they came up with guidelines, CBS and Paramount, CBS owning the uh, 
um, television rights to Star Trek and Paramount owning the movie rights. Um, they uh, came up with new guidelines where now it's virtually impossible to make any kind of meaningful fan film. Really? So, yeah. It's a shame. A lot of the fan films, they weren't, you know, they're very in quality, but they were really, they were really uh, a good nod to the franchise. Yeah, that this, is a shame. This would have been a really good thing if they, they'd ever done it, but I think they were afraid it would compete too much with uh, both the movies mm-hmm. and the new show that's coming out. When I said I've heard about it, I mean, that's really what I've heard, is more it's just a shame that, yeah, you know, they didn't get to make the movie, and they won't, because they're just... Yeah, there's... They blocked, you know? They raised, like, over a million dollars, too, on Patreon and some other crowdsource funding. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Anyway, off the, off the topic. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, uh, I think the adaptation's really good, and I think... Although it dragged in a couple places, I thought the payoff in the season finale made all that worthwhile. I mean, definitely. Aside from Heath, they paid off on pretty much everything, you know? What the hell happened to Heath? Yeah, they just, they don't even mention it anymore. He's a much more central character. Yeah. He's really a central character in the the book story. But I mean, now he's just gone, and nobody says anything. Guess he's out on a supply run. Hey, what do I miss? I mean, remember he, um, with Tara... Yeah, I guess he went out on another one. Well, I mean, he never came back, right? That's right, he didn't. She never saw him again. Yeah. Hmm. But the, didn't they find a the key card or whatever? There was some, like, note from him with I the... Remember. remember that? It was like a card. Uh, shoot. I remember uh, Tara was looking at it. A card with, like, nines on it, it looked like. Yeah, I don't really remember that. You remember that? Yeah. That's how important he's become. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, as far as uh, the other side, which was two weeks ago, I thought Rosita's backstory was somewhat interesting. I say somewhat, because yeah. that's about as far as it went for me. But overall, I thought <laughs> the episode was more interesting in terms of how they adapted the corresponding material from the book, as well as what the hell's going on with Eugene. Not really sure if there's some angle. I don't know. Yeah. I really can't read on it. I mean, it seems like there isn't, but... I kind of hope there is. You know, you hope there is, and because he's, you know, it, it, if they knock him out or they make him an enemy, um, that really takes him out of the story, and he's actually a, still around. Yeah. So I think the whole thing where, I think Negan knows that he did something that helped Sasha do what Yeah, there did. was that knowing look at the end there. I think... Uh, I think he's just like, i got bigger problems right now. Exactly. But uh, I think that's going to ultimately be the division point for Eugene and Negan. Parting ways, so to speak. I mean, it seems like that's kind of on the boards right now. Yeah. You know, we'll have to see, really, but... Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting... I'm being completely sarcastic. The, the <laughs> doctor that Negan shoved in the oven was the brother of the doctor at the hilltop. Yeah, Carson. How they used the two Carsons dilemma. Carson and Carson. And Johnny. In the the book, the Hilltop Doctor is indeed named Carson, and Negan, for some reason, has, like, an assistant named Carson. I like the TV version better. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Once Sasha locked herself in, I knew that in the end I was right that they adapted the Holly character into Sasha. They continued that through the next two weeks as well. I thought they did a they good job with that. And they ended up with her doing 
Yeah, because uh, it's yeah. you know I'll go into that in a minute, but yep. in, in terms of something they need, that's last week. The attempted rape and how Negan deals with it is directly out of the book. Yeah, including the way Negan shoved that knife sideways through Dave's neck. I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna do that. They did. Mm-hmm. It was a little more graphic and involved in terms of Dave's actions in the book than on TV, since in the book he's like got her on the ground and he's like got her pants almost pulled off before Negan walks in. But uh, again, I think they didn't need to show that on TV to get well, the point and, across. And regardless, I think the psychological impact was definitely yeah, worse. Yeah, no, they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it could have been TV a quick or... thing. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. TV or on the book? In the, on TV, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I just the way that played out and the way he he was physical with her, but he wasn't just like quickly grabbing her and yeah, ripping yeah. her pants off. He was yeah, kind right. of messing with her, you know. And, and he, he had he had a different appearance. He looked like a punk rocker almost, yeah, bald. Then he, he didn't. They didn't do that on the TV. But I like, you know, I listened to uh, a Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, the panelists on there is a writer for Vanity Fair. And she's very critical of the production of that show because they constantly depict rape in mm. the show yeah. all the time. And she's like, I don't, she's, and she finally got, she clearly has a problem with it because it's a little sensitive to her to watch women be, you know, violated like that and be subject to that kind of violence, which is hard to watch anyway. Yeah, but she mentioned the the other reason she has from a creative standpoint is she thinks it's lazy storytelling because you don't have to actually show it. You can show the results of it or signs of it and you get the point. And it's almost more impactful. Yes, it is. You know, that's why I loved the way they played it on the TV show cuz mm-hmm. you could see it really affected her. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they played it very subtly like you said. You yeah. know, I mean, they ripped her shirt a little bit, but it wasn't like he took all her clothes off and Yeah. I, you I know what I mean? It was, much better. It was, much. I think it was much more effective. And I agree. It did everything it needed to do the way they did it on TV without showing the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a different character that it happens to in the book, but it's the Holly character. But uh, um, the part with Dwight at the end was well done. But yeah. ultimately, it's significantly different than the book, which is fine. Because Dwight's kind of a bit of a different character in, in the TV than in the book. Um, but I th- I thought Dwight from the book is a lot more formidable than appearance and the way he acts than Dwight yeah. on TV. It's an interesting character, but I mean the dynamic is a little different because his wife doesn't escape in the book. He just I mean he's lost. He wants to get back with, with together with her, and that's why he wants to take out Negan so he can get his wife back. Yeah. But they did it differently. It works better. The way they did it on TV works better for TV Dwight. Because clearly the only reason he was doing all that, like you said, was because of Sherry. And now that he's, she's gone and he let... He made Negan think he killed her. Mm-hmm. That freed him from whatever was holding him back. But I like that... I, I, I like him a little... I don't know if better is the right word on the TV show. Mm-hmm. But... In the uh, in the comic, like you were saying, he was more intimidating. Yeah. But I think that was, you know, I don't want to say to his deficit as a character, but I, I like Dwight more in the show because he's a little more layered, more sympathetic, and yeah, it, complex. 
But I mean, that's the thing. It's more complex, but like yeah. you said too, more sympathetic because you can understand where he's coming from. Right. You it's, know? He's more two dimensional in the comic book, so you don't, you can't really, you can't really connect with his motivation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. He's, he's. That's why I'm saying he doesn't seem as formidable because he seems more sympathetic. Exactly. And, and I do like too the uh, the whole reference with the chess piece. You know. Yeah. I. I about his room or. I remember. Whatever. I knew that was him who put that there, but I don't uh-huh. remember what that's from. Wasn't it in um when uh, Daryl escaped when yeah. his wife let him out? Yeah. Or whatever you want to call her, um, <laughs> Negan's wife. Uh, uh, but when she let him out, Sherry, uh, he went to that one room where there was the what was it peanut butter or something, and then there was the uh, whatever he had something to eat or drink, and I remember there was the chessboard, and he kind of sat down there and hang out for a minute. Do you remember yeah, that? I don't remember that exactly, but I remember he went into a room after. Well, like I said, I like, can't I'm remember so exactly. Fucked. Yeah. Negan showed up and, like, kicked his ass. But in that room, there was chess pieces, and I think they okay. said, at least on Talking Dead or whatever, that it was Daryl's room. Or, sorry, Daryl. Dwight's room. Uh, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't see Talking Dead, yeah. to be honest. I just watched the episode this morning. Although, yeah. I'm going to go back and watch it on demand. Oh, it wasn't, because... it wasn't this week. I, I am going to watch Talking Dead, too. I haven't yet, but uh, this was... Around the time of that episode, whatever it was, uh, I forget. Okay, or, okay. Where Daryl yeah. escaped, but I remember hearing that somewhere. But whatever, it it doesn't matter. I mean, it's kind of neat though that just like a small item with just that simple note, because that's all he had time to do. But I didn't know. You know, yeah. he's really trying to push that it's on his side. So that's cool. He didn't know, but yeah, and they and they, I think they are much more effective in the comic of casting doubt on whether Dwight is actually switched sides. For a while, I don't know. I Even mean, I know Dwight keeps that. protesting that he's with them. They're like, uh, they don't believe him. I get what like you're saying on that, but I think they are. I mean, they didn't get much time to show it because the first episode we've seen them working with. Yeah, that's true. Was too. it Turncoat that's, Dwight? That's, that's true too. Yeah, but I mean, they they I think they definitely show that they were mistrusting of him. You know the oh, way. Yeah, uh, at the beginning, sure. Well, but at I'm the beginning they, and also kind of throughout, like even. Um, when Daryl said he was going to kill him, no matter what, he's like, no matter how this works out, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to kill him. Uh, and Rick was there, and Rick said basically, like, look, I don't really trust him either, but we're going to do this. Yeah. And then we'll see how it works out. And if he's lying to us, then we're screwed anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so. That's true. It was something along those lines. I forget yeah. exactly what Rick said. But it was, you know, basically they showed, they still are, and like you said, especially at first. Mm-hmm. You know, with Rick pointing the gun at them, and basically everybody, especially Tara, really pushing for him to oh, kill. That him. was that was amazing. Do that it. was cool. do it. <laughs> yeah, she was trying really hard, and it was funny later on. I uh, I forget when, but a minute or two after that, uh, Tara was like looking kind of angrily at Daryl. Yeah, you know, it's like, come on, <laughs> everybody hates Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Every- no, nah, that's not true. No, Maggie exactly. wasn't mad at him at all. Pretty much nobody is really. And that's, you know, that was a, going back to that episode, I believe that was um week before last, when um, Daryl, conf- when Maggie in- confronts Daryl about why he's not talking to her, and he, yeah. you see that he's basically just consumed with guilt over and he just death. breaks. I love that. And you she, know, I love those moments where you get to see yeah. uh, Daryl break. Because he's she, such a strong, like, stoic guy. Exactly. You know, she, when you see him break like that. Hey, sorry, I'm doing She that. tells him, 
it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, exactly what he needed to get his mind back. Forgiveness and, from yeah. Maggie. And that was the gist of it, but I loved... There was a line in there. It was something along the lines of, like, Maggie said, uh, Glenn thought you were one of the good people. Yeah. And he should know, because he was, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like such a that sweet was phenomenal. Moment. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I I, I really like the Glenn character. Mm-hmm. Me, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I thought it would be helpful or interesting to at least do a quick uh, TV comic book comparison. Wait, anything you can do is helpful? Yes, I like to think so. <laughs> as long as you like to think it, sure. Dick. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> Dick. Let's let's uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, at least I'm not Porsche Dick. I don't know. I think you're working up to it. Really? Yeah. Do you I have a porch? porch? I mean, Do you I have know. a porch. I mean, I have a back porch, but you yeah. can't really sit in a back porch. I hope it falls in the water. Wow. Slide right off your little island there. Islands in the stream. <laughs> They're on your barrier island. Douche. Well, hey, you know what? At least I have an island. I don't even know what that means. I, I'm on a barrier island, so I, I haven't... I've been in Palm Beach for like nine years. That's yeah, well, you're not now, are you? What you say? Mm, that you only meant well, but of course you did. What you say? Jason Derulo. No, but I live like... You lost your island. I didn't lose it. It lost me. I have it. It lost me. Yeah, what a loss I that left. was. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, I've never... Well, you know what? You skip a few weeks, I kind of get a little pissy. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the <laughs> thing in there. Yeah. Mm. Too bad I can't turn my web camera off, I'd be. You can see my, my hand gesture here. Nobody needs to see that. No, nobody does. Anyway, um, as we've mentioned before, Negan only kills one person in the mm-hmm. beginning. That's Glenn when they first meet him. Plus, Heath and Sophia were there as well. We don't know what the hell happened to Heath. I guess he's with Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abraham had already been killed by Dwight a while before that happens. And Rosita, Eugene, Daryl, and Sasha weren't there. In Sasha and Daryl's case, because they don't exist in the book. Second, Abraham had previously broken up with Rosita, but it was to go be with a woman named Holly, not Sasha, because Sasha doesn't exist. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the woman who he saves on the construction site in the book. On TV, Holly was some red shirt that got killed by the wolves. They just mention her name. And on TV, Abraham saves this lady, Francine, who is still alive in the season finale, and is kind of a minor secondary uh, extra character. I mean, I'd say she's up there with Tobin. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't Tobin's had more dialogue, but... Yeah. Um, as there is no Tara in the graphic novel, she's based off a character who briefly appears in the novel Rise of the Governor as a minor character. There's no Oceana segment, and while I thought it was interesting to revisit it in something they need, I think they should have taken some of those women with them because they were really good fighters. I just, yeah. I mean, it was an interesting segment, but, you know, I know why they did it. Yeah. but I mean, I get why they did it, but it's Some like... of those women were really good fighters, though. Except the one that didn't want to kneel. Mm-hmm. She was really good. And she wanted to go with. Yeah. I wish they would have taken some of them. Yeah. But, I mean, they 
they still had a, a good amount of people show up in the exactly. end, which was nice. No scavengers in the book. Given what happened with them, I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually become the Whisperers and Jadis becomes the Alpha. More on that over the summer, hopefully. That that would be interesting, because they kind of remind me of them, what little I've read of that so far. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, and the Alpha's a woman, so... That's true. It's interesting. I don't... I don't know. I hate them so much, though. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, and I'll get to it, I did not see that coming, but... Uh, me neither. I mean, it makes sense, and just like Walking Dead, they throw us a loop, you know, but... Dang. Yeah, I did not... I mean, to be honest, I thought they were weird. Yeah. I'll... I'll I'll talk about that in my notable moments. Mm-hmm. The entire Sasha segment here was actually all Holly in the book, but it happened at a different time. They, they've kind of changed up the chronology of the way the war progresses on in the book, which is fine. I mean, I like what they've done. Um, the whole thing, though, with what happened with Sasha, that happens at a different point. That happens at the second engagement. And I believe the second engagement is where Maggie comes in if I'm not mistaken. And the Holly, when she's released, they actually killed her. They didn't have any of that, what happened in the book, uh, on TV. She actually bites Denise. And that's how Denise dies. Yeah. But Denise is alive because Dwight kills Abraham instead. But, yeah. Um, it was a little we, different. What we saw in the finale was actually a combination of, I think, uh, three different battles, to be honest. Not that I'm thinking about it. I thought it was two, but it's three. It's the first three engagements. The one where the, the shooting starts, the mm-hmm. one where they follow them back to the sanctuary in the book, and then the one where they come back after to Alexandria. Um, most of it is, of course, based on the first battle between Rick and the Saviors, but it occurs during the visit when Negan kills Spencer. They... They changed up, like I said, a lot of these things in, in the TV. But in the book, when he kills Spencer on that visit, when they're leaving, Rick sees an opportunity, kind of quietly gets people into position, including Andrea, who's still alive, right, up in the tower outside the gates to be the sniper. And when the saviors are leaving, Andrea shoots the driver in the truck that Negan's in, and then they kind of pin him down, but... Rick did that because he thinks the only saviors that came are the ones that came inside with the trucks. He doesn't know that for a while before they arrive, they have other troops in concealed positions outside in case this very thing happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to make a long story short, that whole battle occurs and then uh, the, the saviors get the upper hand and then um, Jesus shows up and uh, I think the tiger comes in too and interrupts that then the saviors leave and that's when they capture Eugene and the other people in the in the bullet workshop and take them prisoner and then there's the second battle the combined forces of the hilltop and Alexandria go after them at the sanctuary and Holly who's grieving over Abraham she runs a, drives a car through the gate to bust open the gate she gets captured the whole thing with Dave trying to rape her that happens but they actually kill her and turn her into a zombie bomb when they go back to Alexandria. And it turns on them. We got, we got uh, well, it doesn't attack 
Negan. Yeah, not exactly. They put a like hook. That, they did the same thing they did in Fear the Walking Dead with uh, the kid. On that's the right. Boat, yeah. They put his put the hood over and then threw him at Connor. Mm-hmm. Same thing. They hand her. They have a hood o- over her head and they think she's gagged because Negan tells them I gagged because she was yelling too much. And then once she's inside the gates, they uh, pull the the hood off and she bites Denise in the arm. Yeah. And then they take care of her from there. But that's when Negan then launches his counterattack with grenades and everything. Um, but in the one of those scenes, and then when the tide turns, then that's when Maggie and and her people arrive again. So anyway, the the really fun part is there is Carl actually gets a shot and shoots the bat. Yeah, the shot knocks off part of the the bat, so it's it's cool. But anyway, that's the to make a long story short, that's the the major differences. I think it's kind of interesting, both stories, but I'll, I really like what they did on TV. They really Me too. combined that. It worked very well. The thing with Eugene doesn't happen the same way in the book either. He doesn't, like, become a savior. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell's going on there, but I'm sure Me we'll neither. find out. Me neither. But, you know, he's still there, so the we'll ending, see. Yeah, the ending when he says, we're at war to the troops, that's very similar to the book, too. I like it better on TV because in the book it's like they're all stupid and they don't understand. He goes, guys, we're at war. And in the book, it's like a battle cry. I thought it was much better on TV, the battle cry. Yeah, me too. So anyway, my notable moments, here they are. I absolutely loved that the last segment when they're in the, the sanctuary, the 101 days with a recordable accident sign. That was so funny. <laughs> Guess they got to change that. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Um the part where Rosita says the walls will hold still seems pretty silly since the support beams are on the outside <laughs> of the wall, which seems like they would be easy for like someone to blow up. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was <laughs> nice to see Abraham again, even as part of an increasingly annoying series of flashback scenes. Yes. I mean, I, I agree that they're flashbacks and they're a little annoying, but I loved seeing him again, too. Yeah, it was really nice. And it was kind of a, a good way to button Sasha's story. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a flashback. Oh, I know why they did it. I just... Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. This every, every time we come in from a commercial break. But it reminded me how... Um, yeah, I agree with that one. But it reminds me of um, Arrow, how the flashbacks yeah. usually play into the story of the episode. You oh, know, my and, God. I hope those are done. He was they gone are, for actually. five years. And no, they is, are. They said next season, next season they have no flashbacks. Well, that's so, good. I get yes. tired of them after a while. We all do. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they said uh, it's officially done because you know they, like you said, they expired with time on the island. I'm so. like, oh my god, dude, more of this. Yes. I must admit, well, something bothered me about the scavengers, like namely that they're weird and they talk funny, which doesn't make any sense to me why they should talk funny. I did not expect them to have made a side deal with Negan, although it makes sense. Everything was working too well. Yeah. I did think that request to bang Rick after the battle was kind of funny. I that was so funny. In his reaction. <laughs> he just looks at Michonne like, can I, Mom? <laughs> no, I don't think of that at all. Like, no. Michonne, help me out here. This this woman scares yeah. me. It was so funny, though, to see his face. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming. No, me neither. And I should have, because it's a fairly obvious play. Yeah, it was pretty obvious, but still. Anyway, um, yeah. And what the fuck happened to the Bust-A-Move truck? 
They turned it into the... Did you see that? The trust-a-move truck? Yeah. What the fuck is that about? I did see that. The truck is an absolute integral part of this thing. Yeah. And they changed it. They had the bust-a-move truck in there before. What happened to it? Well, now they had... What was it? It was something else. It was like first-day move or something like that, right? And trust-a-move was what it was called. Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know. Eh. I didn't write it. Yeah, I know. You would have kept the bust a move truck in there. Probably. Listen, I'm just being honest. I thought it was a bit pedestrian. <laughs> pedestrian? As in lame. And played. Played? Where have you seen anything like it before? Tell me that. I've never seen a gorilla drive a car before, but if you put it in a museum, I'm not going to call it art. Anyway, the battle was awesome. I thought it was. The way it played out was great, but I find it hard to believe that nobody hit the tiger. I mean, I was just gonna that's say that's what I would have been fucking aiming at. The big my fucking tiger. Part, my favorite part of the episode, probably, is when Shiva comes in and attacks uh, Negan's dude, and Negan runs away. He's like, goddamn tiger! <laughs> just, yeah. I died laughing. So funny. The big tiger. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy who comes up behind him gets eaten, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like... His reaction to the book was so better. He sees the tiger just as it's jumping in, and you just see him look at something. He goes, "What the fuck?" And then, honestly, the yeah, tiger I, mean, jumps in. I think he great. said "goddamn" or something in the yeah, episode. They, they couldn't. They couldn't do it. What he no. in the book, he he sees the tiger just before it jumps. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so I'm just surprised, though. Well, they never went to the kingdom, so. No, they wouldn't really. known. And in the book, they don't even they don't even explore the kingdom having any relationship with the savior. So I don't even know if they knew they were there in the book. But I anyway, I, I'm calling bullshit on nobody shot at the tiger. I mean, all those guns and what was that tiger part of the A team? Well, I mean, what you got to realize though, man, that is that all of the saviors. I, I do get the A team thing, but uh, all the saviors are stormtroopers. That's true. They just can't shoot. <laughs> that is true. That is true. They made fun of them, the family guy. Oh, did they? Yeah, where he's like right up next to him and he shoots and misses. He goes, you can't hit anything, can you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, those are my notable moments. You? Uh, I had a handful here. Um, we, we covered some of them. Uh, Sasha's sacrifice was really great, and I loved... Like we talked about, reminding of the Holly uh, connection there. It kind of seemed like her sacrifice, even though it's a little different the way it played out. Um, Shiva was just my favorite, though. The way the tiger just jumped in. And like you said, too, you'd think there'd be a more substantial reaction, but there really wasn't. Well, no, I, I get the whole part about I see a tiger and, like, my instinct is to flee. <laughs> no, I mean, I get that, but I mean, like... I mean, I guess they kind of threw it in, like I said, even I, I did love how Negan was like, Goddamn Tiger, holy shit, you know, or something, whatever he said. But yeah. it's still like, nobody reacts. Like, there's a tiger just jumping around. You know killing. why, Gary? Why? Because they actually couldn't see it. <laughs> they forgot to tell them, now, you need to look shocked because of fucking big tiger. So well, do, mean, like, like, yeah, do like Apocalypse Now. Do it like Apocalypse Now with the guys in there taking a piss in the jungle and then he sees something move or hears yeah. it and all of a sudden there's a tiger that jumps out at him? Uh-huh. 
It was a fucking tiger. You gotta watch that apocalypse now. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta watch that again. I gotta it's a fucking watch... tiger. But um, yeah, so don't get off the boat. <laughs> don't get off the yeah, boat. I, I love that movie. I gotta watch it again soon. But um, love the smell of napalm in the morning. Uh, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, but Rick, really, honestly, was my favorite in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably my favorite moments were mostly Rick moments. There was a bunch of cool stuff, of course. We've talked about a bunch of it. I love um, it. I'm going to kill you. I told exactly. You he just, like, he repeated it. He said that earlier in the season, you know, and... Premiere. But, yeah, but he he came back with the same thing. He's like, I told you already, but I'm going to tell you again. Good bookends. Yeah, and I love, too, the foreshadowing of him losing his hands again with Negan. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna kill your son. I'm gonna take your hands, <laughs> and he's like, you take my hands or not, I'm gonna kill you. Won't be today, won't be tomorrow, but I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and after, <laughs> and I, oh yeah, and I love that part. He's like, you're you're all dead already, and yeah. then you you see it in Negan's face, like it turns, and then it takes a minute for him to compose himself, you know, and get back to like cheesy Negan. And I just I love the whole interaction there. It was great. Yeah, it was, and, and I like that. I like the way that they don't make Negan's soliloquies so silly. Like yeah. in the comic book, in the graphic novel, he spends so much time giving these soliloquies that people have time to like sneak up and position and like shoot at his bat. Uh-huh. In here, they, you know, they made it more realistic because he just talked for a couple of minutes. There he's standing up like he's giving a Shakespearean soliloquy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're talking too much. This which is, is why, which is just know, dumb tactically. <laughs> yeah, which, which is why you're not able to do what you want to do. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's another great thing about the adaptation of the show, like we've been mm. talking about, oh, is yeah. they tweak it a little bit. The heart of the character is still there. Oh yeah, he's still absolutely. he's still cheesy. He still grins and says, you know, overworked kind of you know flowery language. I actually uh, think he's more realistic. As Definitely. a as a as that type of a person, the way Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him, mm-hmm. then in the book he's more of a. He has kind of a lot of standard features of a comic book villain. Exactly. But that's more where it is. Like it's almost not believable that he would be the leader of this group of badasses because he's such a. Plus he's like he's enormous guy. He's yeah. like enormously muscular in the, in the, uh, in the book, which you know he's average size. Mm-hmm. But I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan again was such a phenomenal choice. So great, such a phenomenal choice. He's done such a good job with the character, and this this was like the culmination of that. You know, he's such a joy to watch, though. Yeah, he is. You know he's what I mean? Great. Like I just, even though it's a little different from the comic, and even though some of the choices in the show, I'm not a hundred percent for. Yeah, just he kills it every yeah, time. He's, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. He steals the show whenever he's on. You know, he just... And seeing say, the two of them together, too. Like, they oh, had this yeah. episode. And Andy was, Lincoln and him. They're both such great actors. Just oh, see are. them... Like, they're, they're having a regular conversation, but the faces and emotion they put behind it... It just it's, it has a heavy weight to it, you know? And it's really cool to watch. And this was the second time... Only the second time this season where Stephen Ogg and Jeffrey Dean Morgan appeared in the scene together. Yes. And they did twice. He mentioned that. that I, I haven't been really big on the Talking Dead a lot mm-hmm. this season because, you know, the standard problems we mentioned, but I wanted to watch the one where Stephen Ogg was on because I've yeah. never seen an interview with him. 
Mm-hmm. I've only seen him either as Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V, some crazy hitman crook guy in Better Call Saul, and then uh, Simon. Yeah. So uh, it was nice to see him just as Stephen Ogg going to, doing an interview and talking about how he gets... He he's going through airports and people are like yelling, "Hey, Trevor!" and they they want to let him through. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> as he walks away, they go, "There goes the drug mule," you know. <laughs> but he he was mentioning that you know, they have this, the way he does the characters, the character, and then they've been in one scene together at that point. But you don't even think about that because of it's such a good performance. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. It. I didn't watch. I didn't want to watch it last week because it was, it was uh, Lauren Cohan. I forget who else, and then the two fans of the year or something. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah, it was Lauren Cohen and Christian Serratos. Yeah. And well, she was on the week before too. Then. Yeah. She was. That she was all right there. I, of course, she's. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I hadn't heard it anywhere else, but I guess she's about to get Wait, was it her? Oh, wait, no, it wasn't her. Sorry, it was Alana Masterson. That's right. But apparently Christian Serratos is about to have a baby. Yeah. So, I guess they don't stay idle during the off time. (laughs) Um, And then Josh McDermott made a surprise appearance. He came up off the back of the couch. Yeah. So, I don't like him anymore. Why? Because Eugene. Uh, I don't like him anymore. He's a traitor. That's fair. Yeah, he is. But we'd say that the Jeff- Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the Milo Ventimiglia of The Walking Dead. Yes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could go with that. Yeah. All right, well, those were those were good points. I thought that was better to do than, uh, you know... I, I've kind of like toying around with rather than doing the positives and negatives like we have. Kind of the just the main things we thought were notable. I think it works better. I mean, we cover everything we want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I think it just hadn't seen any, it felt like dividing it like we used to, with like three yeah. positives, three negatives. Mm-hmm. So, well, anyway, that's a wrap for the season. Yeah. Amazing. It seems like it went faster, although I don't know how, because a lot of it dragged. <laughs> but, uh, I know, right? The second set seems like it went pretty fast. It does. But it just seems like we were like, I mean, I was just like waiting with great anticipation to get to that season premiere. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was kind of a slow burn at points. But it's hard to believe we're already now to the end of another season. Yeah. It's great. we got season eight coming in October. Yep. So, Well, uh, we're going to try to do a couple of comic volume recaps, but no promises. We'll probably be able to do at least one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary is uh, going to be doing something with Fear the Walking Dead, which premieres sometime in June. Uh, but I will only be on that occasionally for those as I can't. I just can't bring myself to the weekly grind of that show. That anymore. makes sense. I can't blame you. But yeah. um, I, I try to. I want to plan to do something weekly. Uh, so keep a lookout. Even if it's not necessarily every week, it's going to be a lot more regular than it was. I just want to try to keep things going and have something interesting out there for you guys. Uh, and we have a few ideas going. Um, I have some giveaways planned. I have a lot of Walking Dead prizes that I've just been stockpiling. Ah. So uh, basically, I just want to say, you know, keep on the lookout. We're going to have some interesting things coming over the hiatus here. And uh, we'll definitely be back in full force in October 
Uh, but before then, we'll try to keep some stuff out there for you guys. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Me too. All right. Well, remember, once again, to leave your comments or feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, which you can find at Facebook. Really? Yes. Wait, the Facebook page is on the Facebook, though. It is there. It's, yeah. it's just so called it's not Facebook on the Twitters? now. It's not like the old URL, which was the Facebook. Oh, okay. Account. You remember? Okay. Yeah, Remember yeah. Justin Timberlake said drop the the? <laughs> he did. He was yeah. a smart guy. Yeah. You can also give us a call on our magic voicemail line at magic? 561. Well, it's magic and, uh, yeah. 561 <laughs> And there's never been a better time to be off for a couple days. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> or a nerd that's um, off for a couple days. But uh, keep on the lookout, guys. We're going to have a season wrap-up and listener reaction uh, podcast out here in the next yes, couple weeks. Indeed, so. indeed. Yes. So, good stuff. All right, well, stay safe wherever you are, and have a great hiatus, and we'll be back with more episodes very soon. So, like... EK! Yep. <sighs> <laughs> And that crowd goes wild. And I want to thank all of you for not being here today and not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Walking Dead Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWD Podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead Podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead Podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.